0: In our clinic, we continue to just work the system and work our process and work our train on everything because we want to make sure that I can, with great confidence, trust the process with the patient on the journey. Well, the same applies here. Hello and welcome to The Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And today we are in the midst of a series. If you are just tuning in today for the first one, Well, you're more than halfway through the five-step success pathway that we're teaching on The Remarkable Associate Doctor Relationship. Here's a few words from our newest podcast sponsors. We're grateful for their support of the show. CLA has been a transformative influence in the chiropractic profession for over 25 years, creating scanning technologies that detect the impact that subluxations have on the nervous system and the power that adjustments have to unlock the healing potential. The insight scanning technology that delivers a core score report brings the spine and nervous system to life so that patients can see the changes and so you can make chiropractic real to them. To learn more, visit our website, insightcla.com forward slash new patient masterclass at sched. We are a chiropractic software company dedicated to helping chiropractors connect and communicate better. Sked allows chiropractors to connect to every patient through their mobile phone like never before, increasing retention, conversion, and reactivations, all with less work. Software can seem complicated to start, so our team does all the work to get you set up and running as quickly and efficiently as possible. We believe all growing chiropractic offices beyond 2020 will have Sked as a driving force. To request a demo, go to www.sked.life. That's S-K-E-D. Life. You can also reach Sked by emailing info at sked.life. And now let's jump right back into our conversation. Keyword: relationship. We've got to get relationships right. We know that as CEOs, you know we're in the relationship building business because now it's no longer about you, it's about us. It becomes the business is run by the team and for you to truly become scalable and durable and eventually transferable, you have to have an associate doctor in your business. Now, we've been covering that and again, if you've just tuning in for this, the first one, please go back and listen to the previous episodes in this series. This is part four of a five-part series that we are doing. And I'll be honest, Dr. Steven, as I've been you know, consuming these podcasts myself, and we actually talked about this before even today, which is like, man, these podcasts are rich. I mean, there's just a lot of goodness in here. So remember, step number one in this whole process is to get clarity. That's what we drove home in that first episode, Dr. Steven, which was get clarity first. And the question you need to answer is why do you want to hire an associate? And what are you trying to accomplish? That's what it is. So the first step is finding the ideal associate. Before we even find the ideal associate, we need to stop. You hear us say this all the time, slow down so you can speed up. You don't want to get this one wrong. you got to get this one right. It's wicked hard, as Dr. Steven says, from coming up in Boston, but it's worth it. And so what are the outcomes you're trying to create? That's what the first step is. The second step is that assessing and interviewing process, assessing and, and interviewing. Again, this is all about finding that right person and getting that right person on your team. And the way that you do that is you've got to get really clear on what is it that you expect your associate doctor to do. You're trying to create a blueprint of success for them. You've got to get clear on what's going to be their role. And you frame it out. What's the description of this job? It's impossible to find the best associate if you don't even know what they're, you're trying to accomplish there. So, assessing and interviewing that's the second step. Third step is expectations and agreements. And I know you've heard us say this time and time again that every successful, long term, productive relationship starts with two things. Number one, clear expectations. And number two, honest agreements. This applies across the board, okay? In any healthy, enduring working relationship, well, it absolutely applies to this. So we've got to get really clear here. You may have had associates in the past, associate relationships, you know, scale of one to 10, you are fives, maybe ones, maybe tens, whatever your experience has been. But I can tell you across the board, consistently to do this well, you've got to get the expectation agreements right. Dr. Stephen, we talked about this In the previous episode, right before this, so please go back and listen to that. Getting that relationship right again, this is about understanding you know, taking the objective and the subjective and historical data, and you take all that in and you get the job description set up with very specific responsibilities and KPIs. And this is where the contract comes in and the compensation plan. Again, we went through that in that last episode, so please go back and listen, Dr. Steven. Today. We transition into one of the things that I think we both love so much, which is onboarding and then training and equipping doctors. This is something I know you had 39 associates over the years. I know that I've had over 10 associate doctors over the years. And so when you think about this, in many ways, Dr. Steven, this is what attracted so many docs to me. And I know to you is the fact that they knew they were going to get trained and they were going to be equipped. This is really, really powerful. And of course, this is going to lead into our next episode, which we're getting going to get more into it with the developing and then optimizing and retaining doctors, and then even preparing for an exit. So Dr. Steven, today's a special episode because we're going to be getting into really how do you, once you get somebody identified and then you've interviewed them and then you've hired them, this is really where now the rubber meets the road. A lot of us want to skip to this part and bypass the others. So don't do that. Once you've got those things, you do those things right. Remember, it's a system. If you miss one of the steps in the system, you don't get it right, and you try to skip to this part and you don't do the other parts right, it doesn't work. It's a system. So, Dr. Stephen, I think you've emphasized that a lot. And I just want to remind everyone of that as we get into this part four of this five-part success pathway.
1: It is a system, Pete. And it, like you said, it's wicked hard, <laughs> right? It's wicked hard. But it's worth it and you know it's something that we both have a real heart for because we know that this is literally it's the best dynamic in chiropractic right so it's the best dynamic for the owner it's the best dynamic for the associate doctor and for the team for the patients for chiropractic frankly right so it's so critically important that we get this right it's the ultimate win-win-win as we said in the last episode but it can be the ultimate lose 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 if it's done wrong when these things go sideways everybody loses and it's really painful it's really expensive time, energy, focus, money, brain damage, you name it. When these go sideways, man, it's like a divorce, right? These things can be super painful and really stressful and expensive. So we want to help you guys get this right. So that everybody wins, right? So if you're listening to this right now and you're hearing, man, this is, this does sound like a system, okay? And it is a system that wasn't just proven inside of our offices, but we have reproduced this across thousands of practices. We've helped hundreds of doctors that have been onboarding their associate doctors over the years, do this successfully, avoid the pitfalls, avoid the pain, the expense, get this right. If you're listening to this right now and you're like, oh my gosh, this system it does sound complex. It does sound like it's a big lift. I'll tell you right now, it is wicked hard, but it's worth it. If you know you want some help with this, you're not on your own. You're not alone on this. We'd love to help you with this, right? Those this is what we do all day every day. Our coaches are phenomenal at this. Everybody has a heart for it and a passion for it, and they are deep experts in this. We will hold your hand step by step through this thing. So, there'll be a link in the show notes down below that you can set up a call, we can explore it together. So, look for that link, jump on a call with one of us, and we'd be happy to talk you through the details of this. This is super high level, guys. This five-step process, super high level, lots of detail, and every single situation is unique. To be honest with you, like you say to your patients, you don't even know what to ask us. right? So so let's get on the phone together. Let's talk this through before you either make your next move or hire an associate doctor, or maybe fire the associate doctor that you have right now. Let's write that ship. We can help you do all of the above and help get some clarity. Right? So As we roll into this fourth episode of this series, we're talking about the onboarding, training, and equipping process, right? So many of you probably fast-forwarded right through the phrase onboarding and were excited about the idea of training and equipping. That makes sense, right? But I'll tell you what, that'd be a horrible misstep. So all of our CEOs that are listening right now whenever you hear anyone in our CEO masterminds, anybody talking about hiring somebody, oh, I've hired a new associate doctor, a new caregiver, or I've hired a new COO, or I've hired a new check-in CA, whatever it is, everybody say it with me. My response is always the same. Remember, it's three things. It's onboarding, onboarding, and onboarding, right? So just like they say in the restaurant business, it's location, location, location. Well, in the team building business, It's onboarding, 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 right? Slow down to speed up. Like you said, Dr. Pete, it's so critical when you recognize that I have to lean in and invest this next 60 to 90 days. And if I do this right, it's going to pay me back for the next 60 to 90 months. That's leverage in my world, man. So I want to just encourage you right now, slow down to speed up, lean in on this onboarding process. Don't make the mistakes most people do, which is, you know, they either don't onboard or they do a sloppy onboarding or they sort of make it up as they go in their onboarding, or they have an onboarding process that they just kind of hand over to the new hire. Or worst case scenario, they've got somebody who appears to be pretty competent and they do a really thin, short, brief, onboarding process because they're like, well, they seem they know what they're doing. I'm going to go back to doing what I'm doing. seems like you can take it from here. Man, what a big mistake when you have that A player that comes across as intelligent and articulate and enthusiastic, and they're doing great, man, that's when you want to lean in further Don't make the mistake of, you know what? I'm going to go deal with my problem children. You appear to be doing pretty well on your own. I'm going to go pain solve and play problem whack-a-mole with the rest of the team. You know, I'm going to leave you to it on your own. Good luck, right? Don't make that mistake. Onboarding is where great long-term successful relationships begin.
0: Yeah, I absolutely love that we're stopping right here because this is not something you may think to do naturally. So it does require, number one, us to just pause and stop here, doc, because onboarding, that concept, it doesn't necessarily land for many. I think what happens is we expect somebody immediately when they arrive, just like, okay, start doing the work. Like this is what you're here to do. But this is the key. When you assess, interview, and then hire, knowing there's a step called onboarding, it changes, get this, It changes how you assess interview and hire because you know there is a process. We say this with our team all the time, with the patients, trust the process. Well, the question is, do you have a process that's trustworthy, right? Is your process trustworthy? And so in our clinic, we continue to just work the system and work our process and work our train on everything because we want to make sure that I can, with great confidence, trust the process with the patient on the journey. Well, the same applies here. We have to have a process, a system that's trustworthy. And this one right here, the onboarding season or onboarding chapter of the journey is bypassed or it's cut through and cut short so often. Why? And again, it goes further up because I didn't have clarity and I didn't do the thorough job hiring. I didn't necessarily even get an A player. And for all of those reasons, we miss this part. And so I want to just remind us that the most important thing you can do is you onboard somebody successfully. Dr. Steven, I'll tell you, from my own experience, the gratitude from team members who have been successfully onboarded is tremendous. Why? Well, because they've worked for other companies that did not do it. So this is not something that a lot of companies even do well but it is something that should be done well. And it's something that you can do well. Again, this is so important because if you start strong, we talk about strong starts. This is that. This is the strong start moment. And you said something, Doc, that I just want everybody to catch. you said 90 days to 90 days. Wait, I thought onboarding is like the first two days or the first week. (laughs) No, no, no. There is a journey. Onboarding is a chapter of the book and it's and it, when it's done very well, it completely changes how things go. And the investment that you make here in onboarding, it's just like training. It is pays back an ROI that's just priceless, really, because you've done it right. So, Dr. Steven, this is so important. And one of the reasons I would say why so many associate doctor relationships fail, this is one of those reasons.
1: Oh, this is classic, Pete fumbling on the one yard line, right? So you get it all the way, you know, so it's, we already talked about it. It's wicked hard to find the ideal associate doctor, right? Because you've got to do all that underpinning work, you know, you got to get clear on exactly why do you want to hire an associate doctor right you got to be clear on exactly what are you trying to accomplish what outcomes do you want to come out of this associate relationship right so exactly what does that success look like what do you want them to do what's going to be their role in manifesting it right and then it's actually finding somebody that's available and interested and has a license in your state right so like when you find this it's a gem man you don't want to screw this up and when you bring it in there's so much promise right there's so much Potential success in front of this relationship and this arrangement. There's so much promise. It's a slippery slope, man. It's so easy to screw this thing up, right? So, if you start strong here and you recognize, all right, so I've got the gem, I have my clarity, I know what we're trying to accomplish. Slow down, onboard them properly, right? That first 60 to 90 days is a probationary period, right? So, this should be viewed as onboarding. And we say onboarding has everything to do with competency. Whereas training has everything to do with mastery, right? So we want to be able to optimize this situation, right? So if you're hiring A players and you put them in the right role, doing the right work the right way, the right way part of it is training and equipping and optimizing that situation. So uh, gang, I hope you're hearing me loud and clear here. When 67% of these relationships fail, it's most likely because they were doomed from the start. Right, so the onboarding process just wasn't done properly. You know, you do it with your children. You know how important those first three to five years are. You do it in a marriage, right? So you do it in a new patient when you're processing day one, day two, day three. Everything starts with really solid heavy lift in the beginning. So it's the hard easy on the backside. It's so much easier to be and more likely to be successful. So let's unpack this onboarding process so you know what it looks like, sounds like, feels like. And you know, we come from this perspective of. Listen, we do a new hire orientation and that orientation basically tees up that first 60 to 90 days. I would literally sit shoulder to shoulder with a PowerPoint up on a monitor walking through this and I would say, Hey, Dr. Pete, welcome to the team. Forgive the formality of this, but everything that we're about to go through is going to set this relationship up for success. And that's all we both want, right? You know, so you get to this common ground, you'll be able to say, we're going to go slide by slide and I'm going to walk you through these elements. It's literally a presentation. You're not standing in front of the room. I like sitting shoulders because it's an inherently a partnership, right? It's like, let's make this relationship successful. Let's make this a great positive experience for both of us, right? So the new higher orientation has got lots of components to it but the biggie's are you've got to start with like the vision story guys first side of the rubik's cube is always vision story right we always start with the heart we start with that vision What does success look like, right? So this is where we are now. This is where we're going ultimately. This is our vision for success ultimately. And with an eye on the ultimate, this is where we're going to go next. This is the business that we're going to build together in the next 12 months. Make sure that they have a clear vision. You should say, shut your eyes. I want you to see what I see and make sure that they see this is where we're going. Remember, when we talk about the four rights, getting the right person in the right role, doing the right work the right way, that person, that first step in this process is A players only, period, hard stop, right? A players only who share your core values and buy into your vision story. Here we go. Step one, vision story. Are they compelled by it? Are they excited by it? Are they on fire with it? Do you see it? They're like, yes, that sounds like an awesome vision. I'm in. I would love to commit my time, energy, and focus towards making that a reality. Put me in coach. You've got the right player, right? So the vision story of the business. And then we have the core values of the business. Of course, core values... We know that these are the things that are most important here in this business. In fact, we hire and fire by them. We hired you based on these core values. We believe you share these core values. And guess what? We fire by these core values as well, wherever anybody's out of integrity with our core values. What these core values say is, this is what you can expect from me and from everyone on this team. And this is what I and everyone on this team will expect from you. These are core values core values are not marketing fodder. It's not meant to be this thing on your homepage that attracts people to you. No. In the, the core values are an inward-facing conversation be say, this is what you can expect from me. This is what I'm going to expect from you on our team. Then this practice culture. This is an incredibly important conversation to make sure that you put words to your practice culture. I don't want people to try to figure it out. I'm going to tell you, this is our practice culture. I want you to be looking for it. I want to stimulate your reticular activating system. So you're like seeing it and be like, oh yeah, look at that. We're living out our practice culture. Like number one, this is a principled chiropractic practice, right? So we teach above, down, inside, out here, right? So we are outcome oriented, right? We want to put people on a better health trajectory. so, they have a better experience in their health and better health outcomes for families, right? This is a family wellness practice, right? So, we invite multiple family members, multiple generations over a lifetime we use chiropractic as a lifestyle success strategy for healthy human beings. It's not just limited to a short-term treatment modality for a crisis or a symptom, right? So we want to make sure that they know that this is a patient education center as much as it is a healing center. We change the way people think about their health so they'll change their behaviors and change their health, right? So we have a training culture here. We train like lives depend on it because Dr. Pete, they do.
0: Okay, let's take a
1: quick break and talk about Cairo Matchmakers. Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Chiro Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to ChiroMatchmakers.com.
0: Become the local health expert in your community through content marketing with Leverage Media. At Leverage Media, we have the most comprehensive marketing strategy of any chiropractic marketing agency out there. By taking a content-first approach, Leverage Media is a full-service digital content and lead generation agency. We help chiropractors like you become the local health expert in their community through content marketing. To schedule your free strategy session, go to www.contentintopatients.com. At Spinal Hygiene, we are on a mission to create a greater awareness for lifetime spinal health and wellness in the world. We won't stop until taking care of the spine is as common as taking care of the teeth. If you want to educate your patients about lifetime spinal care, increase your customer retention and satisfaction, add a new stream of income for your practice, or promote chiropractic as a part of long-term spinal health, then go to www dot com to learn more. Yeah, man, this is so good. And what I can speak from experience, doing it well and not doing it well, and many of you are hearing this and thinking, man, definitely could have done a better job of that in the past. <laughs> and here's the thing, well, like Dr. Steven always says, you know, we speak from scar tissue. So this is not the way we've always done it. This has been learned over time, trial and error. But again, you live and you learn and then you live again and you got to live with your learning. So you got to grow to the next level. So again, the whole goal of this is that you would look at what you've done in the past, assess it, right? What does the CEO do? They assess, then they plan and they prepare. So the goal is that you would plan and prepare for what you're going to be doing now so that you can set up what's going to be happening next and ultimately even better with the relationships that you have in the future. So this is very much about what you want to create next and ultimately. And Dr. Steve, when you were talking, the word that came to my mind was, is is your onboarding memorable? That your goal should be to make it memorable. Now, everything, you're always creating memories. And I'm going to tell you, and this is a really important, guys. I want to stay here because they will remember this. Who's they? Well, I was an associate once, Dr. Steven, you were an associate once, every single one of us has been through, and we will remember the early part of that relationship. You always remember it and you will always remember the end, how it kind of wrapped. The stuff in the middle, you might lose a little bit of memory from, but people have memories for beginnings and ends. They do. And so remember, this is about making it memorable. And here's the thing that I was jotting down as, as we were just going through this, is that you're either creating good or not so good memories. And your goal is to create good memories because what makes a memory a memory is we remember them. (laughs) That's why it's a memory, because it's remembered. So they will remember this. So think about how can you make your onboarding memorable and make it a good memory. And these things, Dr. Stephen, you're walking through, these very important elements of an onboarding process are part of creating good memories for this person, no matter how long the relationship lasts. Because again, that depends on the type of associate doctor that we're hiring, right? Which goes back to your original vision and clarity and what you're trying to create here. What are you trying to accomplish? This is key. That if we don't take enough time to really dig into the vision and unpack the values and how you said the values, this is why we hired you. That's bold. It's big. Now you've just set the bar. And now I'm like, oh, wait, you saw that in me? Yeah, I saw that in you. We see this in you. We expect now you and all of us will demonstrate this. This is how we behave. And here's our culture. Again, this is not the first time they've heard this from you. This is now being repeated. But now since they're on the team, you're slowing down shoulder to shoulder. You're talking through this. You're actually having this moment saying, welcome. Welcome to this welcome. And you're feeling their energy in this moment. And they're feeling yours. This isn't like, this is not head stuff. When you're talking vision, values, culture, this is heart stuff. So this is your moment to truly transfer your heart. Remember, it's heart, head, hands, feet. I hired you so that your hands and feet could be put to work here, right? But that's not The most important thing, the most important thing is that we share the heart and our minds are aligned so that our our hands and feet are are aligned as well. So guys, remember, this is if we bypass this, this is what you're bypassing. If you bypass the onboarding or if you cut it short aren't thorough, you're bypassing the heart part. And you might say, well, I embedded into my huddles and my meetings. No, 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 no. I want an exclusive moment of memory for this person to know you are valued. You're important. You belong here. You are a critical piece of this puzzle. Welcome. And I want you to feel welcome. I want you to remember how we made you feel when you first came on board. So I just want to encourage you guys to really think through this because this is heady stuff, like Dr. Steve, what you're talking about, but really this is at the heart of the matter. It's a relationship you're looking at building. So I just wanted to remind you, this is about memory and remembering, wow, this was, that was really good when I com-
1: came on. This is an opportunity to imprint right? On a new fledgling hire, right? So they might be three months out of school. They might be 33 years in practice. Doesn't matter. They're new to your team, right? So you want to be imprinting on them from the very beginning. And we always start with the heart, right? So when we start with the heart, we make that connection, they become available. They start opening their eyes and their ears, and they're now ready to get their head engaged, right? Which is where we roll right into the accountability chart, right? So it's like, now let me show you how our business is structured and how our business functions. So boom, this is the accountability chart. And this is you right here. You sit in this seat, in this chair, and this is your job description, your bulleted description, your job description, right? So this is the role that we hired you for. So we're talking about associate doctor. So it's either a business builder or a caregiver, associate doctor, and you're, at least from the very beginning of this relationship... And based on that role, this is your job description. These are the lists of your responsibilities. These are the responsibilities that we are entrusting with you. We think you're the best person for the job. You have, as Gino Wickman likes to say, you get it, you want it, you have the capacity to do these things well. That's why we're trusting you with this position, right? So you're the right person in the right seat. We're going to get you to do the right work. And that's what we're delineating right here. And this is where we give them their scorecard, which is based on these responsibilities, these tasks, these activities that come with this role, Every one of these responsibilities is measurable. That measurement is called a key performance indicator. It's a KPI or a metric. We're gonna set goals around those things. We're gonna train you on how to do those activities very well so that you will drive that benchmark towards the goal, right? So here we go, we just went from heart to head and we're capturing these expectations and agreements in detail in writing on their scorecard as part of their onboarding process. And then we help them understand it's like this scorecard, we're going to have meeting rhythms. So now we have visibility into what's going on and we have accountability because we're going to meet up every 30 days, 60 days, 90 day quarterly reviews, and we're going to review these and we're going to update these. So we're setting up their expectations and making agreements around, here's what we expect from you. Do you agree? Right. So this is just solid relationship building. And I'll tell you what, that scorecard, that scorecard is magic. This is what creates the difference between busyness and productivity, right? This is builds the bridge between just motion and having movement. If you want to have more busyness, guess what? I would challenge you on that. You actually just want more productivity. Well, focus is the bridge between busyness and productivity, right? So all of us just want to be more productive. The scorecard will do that for you. So Dr. Pete, once we get that scorecard in their hands, now they're super clear. This is what's important now. This is what we want you to focus on now to help us achieve the goals of this business this quarter from your position. This is what will be expected of you. Now we're going to come alongside them and we're going to train them and we're going to equip them because we want them to be awesome just like they do. So we start with that competency checklist and we use a competency checklist that says, Dr. Pete, here are the 60 competencies that you need to have as a caregiver, associate doctor to be a remarkable and successful caregiver, associate doctor. This is the curriculum. This is the outline of your training process. Let's begin.
0: You know, I love this. You know, as you're talking, I feel like this is a song. I don't know how many of you guys are hearing this, but as we're talking through this, it feels like a song maybe you're seeing me on YouTube and I'm kind of like going like this because I'm moving because I'm like, do you guys feel the cadence? Do you feel the rhythm? Do you feel the way this works? Like if you can do this, it becomes, there's a rhythm to it. There's a, and there's a beat to it. There's a, and that's what you get caught up in. People get caught up in that, you know? And that's what you want. You want, remember, visions are caught, not taught. And so you've got to catch it. And once you catch it, man, it's just like, all right. The next logical question is, you know, where do we go from here and how are we going to get there? What can I do to help you get there? Right. Because they've caught it. So one of the things we talked about with the competency, and this goes back to expectations and agreements, is that competency is onboarding. Onboarding is about competency. Mastery is ongoing. The thing is, and this is something that I've seen in frustration with docs, Dr. Steven, is that I hired somebody Even if they have experience, and I expect mastery before mastery is achievable in most cases. And just reframing this to saying, I have a period of time, 60, 90 days, whatever the timeline is, that is a, so to speak, we call it a probation period. I like to use, it's a grace period. Why? Well, I expect you to, there's a learning curve for you to learn how we do things here, how we say certain things, how we do certain things, because you may have been trained how to do it differently. And so we have to understand, regardless of three months or 33 years of experience, anywhere in between, that everyone is given this period, this time of onboarding, where there is extended grace, a grace period of time, a window of opportunity. And the opportunity is to develop competency. So I'm starting everybody at zero, regardless of, again, where they're at. And I'm going to say, here is your manual, so to speak. Let's start working through each and every step of the journey, every procedure, every part of the process. I want you to get it. And I want you to start at the beginning. And I am going to walk through that. Well, guess what? That takes time. So this time that we're dedicating to developing competency, it's not saying someone is incompetent. It's saying here at our office, there is a way that we do things. There is a right way to do the work, right? It's the right work, the right way. This is the way part. So, the right work, the right way. That marriage here right, it is right in here. So, if we've got the right person in the right role, boom, we've nailed that. That's that first part. Now, it's the right work, the right way, which is constant. This is ongoing. But the competency says, I'm going to give you these roles and responsibilities. This is the work, the right work. And I'm going to buy it by the way. And then I'm going to teach you how to do it the right way. What's the right way? It's the way that we do it here. It's the way that if you are going to be here, I need you to do it, right? So now it's about training, right? So now it's it becomes, okay, so I have to become competent first so that I can become a master, which is ongoing. This is what this is about. So the beginning time of training, a new doctor, is really important, Dr. Steven. It's so important that we've established from the beginning that we see patients between training, training culture. It's one of the key set expectations to set for a doctor to know whether they belong or don't belong. Because if one is not going to embrace a training culture, you will not fit in in our office. Everyone in our office, we just, we love to train. Even if you're not always in the mood to train, you know the value of training, so you embrace it.
1: It's literally the key component to an A player is A players love to train. A players insist on being developed. They want to grow. Think of it. I, mean, I bet everybody listening to this line right now, you know you're an A player and you love to train. Just the fact that you're listening to our podcast tells us you're an A player. You love to be developed. You love to learn. You love seminars. You wanna to listen to podcasts. You love to role play. It's like, it, even it might be uncomfortable, right? So I love to hate burpees. Doesn't matter. I love what it does for me, right? So I love to be trained and developed, right? So. The person who's like, ah, do we really have to train? Oh, are we going to role play? Do I have to go to the seminar? Am I going to get paid to be at the immersion? Tell you what, those are red flags, my friends. If you hear that coming out of your team, those are not A players. Dr. Pete, you know it as well as I do. There's A players and everyone else. And A players love to be trained.
0: Yeah, and this is a cultural reality. You get to decide. Remember, you don't get what you want. You get what you tolerate. And sometimes we tolerate things. We tolerate people. We tolerate attitudes this is one that we just don't tolerate. And again, I'm not, we're being bullish here. Well, why? Well, because we're in the business of saving lives. And when business is good, everybody wins, but when business is good, and when business is good, business is good when we train and we're sharp, we're on point, we're ready, we're equipped, everybody's there, we're in the zone, we got it, we're one, we're united, you know, we're in it. We're not always winning. We're not always winning the championship, but man, we're showing up ready and we're doing our best work. And we see the vision, we're marching towards it one step at a time. Even if it's three steps forward, one step back, hey, we're moving forward. That's why we embrace a training culture because, again, it's an energetic thing. It's energy. We say energy is everything. You want to talk about how to keep a practice up, you train. Every practice that's flat, how's your training? Well, that's not really great. Your practice is going to be a reflection of this. So Again, this is a cultural reality, and I'm inviting you into this as a new player on the team. And we're talking associates. This is everybody, though, that's being on board. But it's associate. As a doctor level, the expectation to grasp and comprehend and be committed to training is even level higher level. Why? Because the rest of the team looks at the doctors. They always Absolutely. do. Whether Absolutely. you're the owner doctor or you're an associate doctor, they're always looking at you as an example citizen. And so I need this to be very, very clear that you're going to demonstrate the value of our training and training culture by how you show up every time and how you participate every time. So I am going to raise the bar. I am going to set a slightly higher bar no, no, because of the fact that simply the, the what you carry with you and the authority as a doctor in this space. And so that's really important that we understand that as a CEO, we talk about what's the highest ROI activity. Dr. Steven, we've said this, training with your team is the highest ROI. It's the greatest investment you're going to make. Remember, you're investing your time, well, your money really into a person in exchange for their time, their energy, and their focus. And so part of that exchange is the training. I'm going to be training in you. This is part of my time, my focus, my energy that I'm investing so that we can, again, get these outcomes that we're in. We're in the outcome business. Dr. Steven, this is It really always boils down to, it comes down to this.
1: As the CEO, I mean, we're always looking for leverage and training is your highest leverage point, right? So as we've said, this is the best ROI. It's the highest return of the investment of your time, energy, focus, and money. You should be looking for ways to train and develop your people especially your associate doctors you know so it's one thing to recognize that this is how we're going to optimize this relationship right so optimization obviously is going to lead to the greatest returns right so and it's also a way for us to make sure that we're constantly developing our A players otherwise we're going to lose them right so This is flowing right into our next episode, Dr. Pete. I'm going to wrap it here as we look at the fifth and the next episode, the upcoming episode, we're going to talk about how to really optimize this relationship, right? So we want to be able to continually develop this A-player. So if the Exit strategy is that you're going to keep them forever. You want to be able to retain them, right? So they stay on your team. You don't lose great players. You don't want to lose your A players. Or if you've planned an exit strategy, right? So whether it's, you know, you're going to buy out my practice or I'm going to do a plant to purchase or a plant to partner, what have you, you want to be able to know what that track is. And you want to be able to make sure that you are able to maintain and retain that the success of that track. That's going to be all in our next episode. So, guys, thanks so much. Super excited to get to the fifth and final of our five episode series on the remarkable associate doctor success pathway. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the remarkable CEO podcast. Remember what the world needs now is chiropractic and what chiropractic needs
0: now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.